ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear brothers and sisters باذن الله تعالى it is the great mercy and blessing of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed us and gave us the opportunity and the tawfiq to fulfill and follow this great sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam which is to establish and perform salatul qusuf the prayer at the time of the lunar eclipse we started at the time of the eclipse a little bit after that time and we are still in the time of the eclipse it is another few minutes before it finishes alhamdulillah not only is this a sunnah muakkada of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam but it is one of those sunnahs which cannot be done whenever we feel like doing it because it is dependent on a particular thing happening which is the uh, eclipse of the moon and therefore i remind myself and you that this we do in order to fulfill the sunnah of prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and to acknowledge and to glorify and to accept and to reiterate and to emphasize and to establish our position as the ibad of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu who is the creator of the heavens and the earth and everything in between as rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the eclipses do not happen for somebody they don't happen because of somebody this is a sign of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala one of the upsides of technology and knowledge is that we know today how these things happen there were times when people saw the eclipse and they were fearful and they were terrified of it and they thought different cultures had different uh, legends the incas and the mayas of uh, south america they had a legend to say that a snake was eating up the moon and somebody else had something else and someone else had something else and their way of dealing with the eclipse was they would stand outside and scream and shout to drive away the snake which was eating the moon allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us through nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam who informed us that the snake is not eating the moon nothing is happening this is a natural phenomena which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates for to show his 
the fact that he is the creator. So as I was saying, technology today shows us, thanks to knowledge that we have from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know that the eclipse happens when the earth comes between the sun and the moon and the shadow of the earth follows on the moon, falls on the moon and therefore the moon is eclipsed. We also know why it's called the blood moon, why there is a uh, red tinge to the moon which is because of the dispersal of the rays of the sun thanks to which the blue rays are absorbed and the red rays are seen and therefore the we see the moon as if it is red. If you were looking at the earth from the moon, if you see some of the uh, pictures from outer space as well as if you see some of the NASA simulations and so on, you will see the earth itself with a red ring around it for the same reason, because of the dispersal of the rays. To uh, give you an idea, this is what happens when uh, at sunrise and sunset. That's why sunrises and sunsets are orange and red in color, whereas <coughs> during the day the sky is blue because of the dispersal of the rays of the sun, <coughs> which passes through a much larger part of the atmosphere of the earth than otherwise. So we know this happens. What the, this, is the, this is the upside, but the downside of, of this is that because we know this happens, because we know how it happens, we think we know why it happens. Now this is something which is important to debunk. How something happens and why something happens are two different things. <clears throat> what the uh, what is done in the name of science is that these two very important questions are confused one with the other. And when you ask why does something happen, <clears throat> they tell you how it happens and say this is why it happens. To give you an idea, if you ask people why do earthquakes happen, if you ask scientists why do earthquakes happen, they will tell you it is the movement of the tectonic plates when one tectonic plate rides up on the other, the earth moves, uh, there is an earthquake. So the question you asked was why do earthquakes happen and they told you it's because one tectonic plate moves on the other. Now change the question and say, how do earthquakes happen? What will they tell you? The same thing. That one tectonic plate moves on the other. Now my question is, if I ask you how and I ask you why, how can the answer be the same? How can it be the same? If I ask you, why did you come here? You will say to pray Salatul Khusuf. I ask you, how did you come here? You say, I came in my car. No, two different, two different questions, so two different answers. But this is the spin that science or scientists give because they don't want to acknowledge that how is the mechanics, why is the reason. Two different things. If I ask you to give another example, if I ask you, how do you make biryani? So you tell me, we take meat and we wash the meat and we take rice and then we take a pot, we wash the pot and then we put some spices in it and we fry them and then we fry the meat and so on and so on and you are giving me the step by step recipe of how to make biryani. Now I come to your house and I say, 
wonderful you made biryani why did you make biryani why did you take this trouble and you say we take a pot and we take meat and we take rice and we... doesn't make sense i'm not asking you how to make biryani i i am saying why did you do this there has to be a different answer how can you give me the same answer for how and why this is the spin that scientists put on this because they don't want to acknowledge that why has to refer to the one who made it happen only allah can tell you why it happens only allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can tell you why it happens how yes we don't argue with how the how is correct why is not the same answer can't can't be given for why how do earthquakes happen because of tectonic plate movements why do earthquakes happen allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this allah said zahar al fasad fil barr wal bahri bima kasabat aydi an-nas liyuziqahum ba'da allazi amilu la'allahum yarji'un allah said the fasad on the heavens and on the on the sea and the land is because of the actions of people why are there calamities because of the actions of people you are bringing calamities on yourself now if we look at the why now why is it important to look at this because if you look at the why then you turn towards allah subhanahu wa taala la allahum yarjun so that they may turn towards us if you look at the why you will turn towards allah subhanahu wa taala if you keep looking at the how and imagining it is the why you will still be in the same spin so therefore we look at the eclipse and we know how it happens don't confuse it with why it happens we know how it happens why does it happen so that we recognize allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu and we glorify him and we seek his forgiveness and we seek his rida and what is the way to do that the way to do that is to follow the sunnah of muhammad rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam which is to pray salatul khusuf this is the answer to the why how does it happen the earth came between the sun and the moon why did it happen because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to remind you of who he is because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to remember and to worship him jalla jalalu and this is what we did we we did this sala in order to please allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalalu while i was in sala i had this thought to say wala please be pleased with me I don't want anything else. I just want your rida. This thought came to my mind. I just want your rida. I don't want anything else. And then immediately the thought came to me: If you get the rida of Allah, then what else is there? Huh? If you get the entire universe, and you do not get the rida of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, what do you have? Nothing. You have nothing, and if you get the rida of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, 
And if you say, I only want that, I don't want anything else, what else is there? There is nothing else. There is only the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who has the rida of Allah, the one with whom Allah is pleased, he has everything. He or she has every single conceivable thing that they can possibly imagine and more. Because other than the rida of Allah Jalla Jalaluhu, there is nothing else. And this realization itself, this realization is Islam. Islam is the realization that the only thing which matters is the rida of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalaluhu. And the way to get that rida is to be on the sunnah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And therefore we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla for enabling us and allowing us to do this salah and to remember him and to glorify him and to worship him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our salah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our du'as. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for enabling us, for calling us into his house, for enabling us to do this. We thank him in complete and total submission to him, Jalla Jalaluhu. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to always keep us in a state of Islam, which means in a state of submission to him. And to take us in a state of submission to him when it is our time to meet him. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa